Welcome to Interesting to See Daily Sports Podcast News, Narratives, Ticks, and Gambling. No highlights today. There, we could always do basketball or hockey, but I just didn't want to. I wasn't feeling like I, uh, I wasn't feeling like that was the move. And shout out to Controversial Wednesday, which it is today. We'll talk about the Chiefs fan and the defamation lawsuit that's coming up. But we're gonna start with just some general stuff. The Sugar Bowl has added. Alaska Airlines has added flights for the Sugar Bowl. Alaska Air confirmed it's adding six flights from Seattle to New Orleans. For December 29th through the 31st, the Sugar Bowl will be Washington versus Texas. Sure. I mean, obviously, for everyone, Washington and Texas and California would be better, and Michigan and Alabama and New Orleans would be better, which I think are the two. But Michigan, they want to play in Southern California because they don't want Alabama to play in New Orleans. They think they're going to win the fan thing. I don't know. Um, But if you're the number one team, you get to pick. Last time ever, we have to go through this stupidity. Interesting ratings information. Florida State Louisville in the ACC championship delivered a 103% viewership uptick, according to this guy, Austin. No idea who he is. ABC drew 7 million viewers for the game, up from 3.5 million from Clemson, North Carolina in 2022. It's not because it was interesting. It was because it was important. Uh, let's just say that right now it's not because people are like, oh, this is a really good game. Let's watch it. It was because like, wow, I hope Louisville can beat Florida. Everyone was thinking this. I hope Louisville can beat Florida State so we don't have to deal with this shit, but they didn't. So now we have to deal with this shit. Um, and that, that's just kind of how that went down, man. I want to talk about Dan Lebetard. Dan Lebetard used to be an ESPN guy that was on before the good shows like around uh, around the horn and pardon the interruption. And then now he's, he had a show, and then he's got a podcast and stuff, and Dan Levitard is now accusing, claiming conspiracy theory stuff that Spotify is conflating podcast numbers because his show is, has dropped. Whew. Quote, I can't have our customer base that supports us most loyally than any other customer base. It's how we advertisers do. It's because they listen for more hours than anybody, no matter what Spotify does to junk up the numbers, they deserve m- merch to be cheaper than anyone else. So like what he's saying is that they dropped in the rankings and now he's, he, he's claiming that the result of this, the reason that this happened is, is because Spotify wants them to lose. So then Ryan Rosillo, who's got a very popular podcast, says, do you guys really want to do this? Let me know. Um, and then this guy, Mark, says, it's a literal fact. It had a podcast that has a max 52 hours of yearly content ranked above Lebitard that averages 12 hours a week. They have something screwed up in the tracking, whether it's intentional or not a question. I don't know what the ranking he's upset about is. If it's the Kelsey Brothers, I can tell you. I would imagine the Kelsey Brothers podcast is doing the next three sports podcasts combined, which includes part of my take. And I'm not joking. Swifties. She's the most popular famous person alive. And she's becoming one of the most wreck. Cause she's so tall. She's got a very like distinctive face. She's becoming one of the most recognized people ever. 
and one of those guys is dating her. So it's just like, that's stupid. If you're upset about the Kelsey's, yeah, you're not going to compete. You never will. They're barely a sports podcast at this point. But they do this big radio style show because that's all these old ESPN heads know how to do. And so they just post it on the internet and like, oh, we have all these hours. Hours, no one cares about hours. But people are saying that you can't tell whether it's on Spotify or not because the numbers are jerry-rigged, he said. I think they're just, they're just getting fussy. Sports people, this is always going to happen. Go to OnlyFans, man. If you've got such a loyal fan base, go to OnlyFans. All right, let's talk about this Chiefs thing. Um, a Chiefs fan was dressed in face paint. This is posting pictures for you. Here he is on your screen. And then this guy, Karan Phillips, wrote a hit piece about this child that was accusing him of wearing blackface. Now a number of things happened. So this was the angle that was on TV. You can see it on your screen right here. Maybe we'll zoom in a little bit. There he is. And you're like, why is this kid in blackface? So Phillips wrote a bunch of stuff. And then everyone was like, yo, that kid's actually Native American. So he wanted the blackface plus the Native American. And Karan's like, how do you culturally appropriate two groups at once? And then it comes out that the kid and his parents are both affiliated, I think, with multiple tribes. Definitely at least one tribe. Here's Karan. What's up? Uh, Desmond took down the huge portion of the article and just attached a bunch of stuff saying that the chief uh, of the the nationality that was this kid is affiliated with is not endorsed headdresses at football games, but it's not really cultural or racial appropriation if you are part of that culture or race. First of all, secondly, the team is called the Chiefs. Karan also got mad at him for doing the tomahawk chop. Now, the parents, the important part of this is that the parents, uh, because this dude just dragged him and everyone got mad on the internet, the parents have hired a bad-ass law firm, a crazy law firm, Grant Hill Partners. Grant Hill Partners is who the, the voting machine company hired to sue Fox, Fox News, for implying that they fucked up the election. As a result of that, I'm sure Deadspin and people are in trouble. Karan initially defended his comments being like, because originally Twitter was like, look, half his face is red. It's just the chief's color. It's not blackface. Like, I can argue that that makes it worse. So now Karan's digging him a hole. This article on the Daily Mail has 440 comments, which is hilarious. The exact, the exact language is that they have to issue an apology. Karan and Deadspin need to issue an apology. But by the way, he deleted all his tweets on this. He, they have to issue an, an apology with the same fanfare that they promoted the content with. And now Elon Musk and Community Notes on Twitter are just pointing out, they're like, hey, this is bad. Karan, his response to people pointing out that it was red and not just blackface said, for the idiots in my mentions who are treating this as some harmless act because the other side of his face was painted red, I can make the argument that it makes it even worse. Y'all are the ones who hate Mexicans but wear sombreros on Cinco de Mayo. So, Deadspin is a joke. Um, and Quran uh, does not really have a... I don't know who this is, this Quran person except that he wrote this and then deleted all his shit on it. So he backed himself up and then learned that, oh, like that kid is actually a member of that race. And even if, you know, the leader of, of the nationality doesn't endorse this, he's, and they're distancing himself from this family. 
they they still like these it's not appropriation if it's your culture hmm? and also that they're called the chiefs and also how proud would that make you if you were part of the nationality and be like i there's this thing in the nfl that celebrates some history and by the way he's like nine or ten or something so he's not even why is he even having to wade through any of these emotions You know, just good, simple stuff for, for Controversial Wednesday. Speaking of that, more than 900 Division One college football players have entered the transfer portal, including 11 from Ohio State and their quarterback. I think, and this happened on like a day or two before the NCAA is proposing a new insane, like huge ground-shaking rule that would allow schools to directly pay athletes. And then at that point, you know, we'll just be at, you know, we'll just be at sports. Um, the NCAA proposed a rule that would allow Division One schools to pay their athletes just like essentially salaries. And then you could go into the fund and you could pay the athletes out of the fund. And like, this is the real bummer about this is like, someone just has to have the cojones to look other athletes in the eye. Be like, yeah, not you gymnast or soccer player and don't ever ask again the weird thing is that if you start separating college football from those other athletics those other athletics i mean very clear about this they can't pay for themselves the money just has to come from taxpayers and it's not the same kind of good marketing that football and kind of basketball are so i wonder where those other sports are going to fall on the balance sheet because it'd be super simple to cut them you know they're just they're, they don't make money in fact they kind of cost a lot of money and if you got player like volleyball players and basketball players, mostly ba- even basketball players, baseball players, track athletes, swimmers, you've got them asking for money. Like, no. So it's gonna be that's gonna be the real bummer here. Those other sports they just don't matter. They simply don't. Uh, not in the grand scheme of things. All right, back and better than ever for Thursday night football. Bye bye. <laughs>